Hello, welcome to the Deutschland Football Hour special champion local league edition. I am Ryan, and like I said, I am now back with a vengeance. Uh, this is because I can finally do shows again. Uh, with Ellie, of course. How are you doing? Good. How are you? It's two year anniversary of reaching 500 articles. So, oh, yeah, it Congrats. is. It? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's well over a thousand now. So, I mean, read his blog, everythingroma.com. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, I'm actually, um, I found a way to add like tweets and uh, clips in my articles now. Um, so, the article I posted today has, uh, when I, when I was talking about Andrew Silva, there's a clip of him scoring a goal. Just so you know, I'm doing some uh, some cool stuff on there uh, lately. So check it out. Nice. So, no, that's amazing. Um, you do good work, and um, hopefully uh, you've been um, trying to get picked up by some Italian media for a while. So hopefully that comes about soon. Yeah. Correct? Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. I, I love the work I'm doing. If it takes – I obviously would like to, to be discovered more so. Um, but I'm just going to keep my head down and keep doing it. And if something happens, great. If not, I'm just going to keep keep going. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. So you got to be buzzing today, my friend. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 a it was a very anxious um, you know game and and day and uh, getting to the semifinal. For uh, there's a, there's actually a huge storyline for the um, Man United game that no one knows about. And I'm really excited to attack that point, not only tonight, but in general. Um, so I'm, I'm relieved um, of more so than – I mean, I'm, I'm overjoyed. I was, I was overjoyed in the first leg. Tonight, I'm, over, I'm just relieved because if certain things had gone certain ways, it could have been very different. All right. Um, Um, and they went out three to one, and they went up three to nothing in the first half. Wait, can you, sorry, could you repeat that? Yeah. So, how impressed with Arsenal today? And was it uh, if one of the best halves of football you have you've seen them play? It looked like the old era. Yeah, you looked fantastic. Um, I think after the first leg and everything that was happening, not only in the media but you know on the pitch, um, it was just it, it. The last week was just a sour taste because you took the lead. And then just like that, it was it evaporated. Um, Arsenal looked fantastic today. Uh, you know, it's it's a little confusing because they haven't they haven't looked that great um, at least for uh, you know a good portion of this season. Um, if, it, if that wasn't the case, it would be higher up in the table. But they've been unbe- they looked unbelievable today. Um, I think again, I do think you go into the next le- um, um, you go into the semifinals as underdogs. Um, I think definitely, I don't think, I don't even have to think about that, but if you're able to play like that for, for two legs of the semifinal, you got a shot. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but like, obviously playing like that, it takes you a lot of momentum into the next round, uh, because you're not, you're not making the champions league or, uh, or the Europa league, uh, by your league standing. So now they can completely focus on this thing. If you, if you win your games on the weekend or in between these two two matches, um, so so be it. But they can they can put all their eggs in this basket, and as challenging as it could be, you have to at least feel good about the possibility 
of going into the semifinal with confidence and potentially pulling off the upset. So here's – I have a McKellar kind of question now because I know you like him. I've always been 50-50. If he yeah. somehow pulls us off, that's two trophies in two years. What does that say about him? Um, it's I don't know. It's it's hard. It's a hard one because there's there's been, there's been a lot of negativity on on top of the success. But if he wins another, if he wins this Europa League, uh, you know I think it it just justifies the fact that he's he is the right man for the job, and they should uh, give him the leeway and the time that other managers maybe in the past have, have not gotten. Um, because I think. Look, I, I know there's this whole thing with Emery and Arsenal fans. His Villarreal side is really strong. If you get to the final, getting past them is going to be as difficult enough. But if you if he gets them to the final, and then you end up playing, you know, either Roma or Man United, two very strong teams, and regardless of what happens on on your side of the bracket, whoever whoever wins the other side is probably going to be go into the final as the favorites. So if you sure. if you pull off an upset, get to the final, and then take out Roma or, or Man United, that that that's massive for reputation. Just because Arteta's league form isn't fantastic, he did win the FA Cup and all that stuff, but it 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 gives I think it gives him time, and it also proves that he is the right man for the job. Because you know there's a lot of teams who who get into these competitions and don't do this well this early. And again, you know, he's he's not like one of the elites, but he certainly if he if he pulls this off, I don't think there should be any more questions about him because because of the road that you you're gonna have to face over the next you know two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is huge. Plus, trophies matter to me. I mean, no offense. I think the reason why Arteta's got more wheel leeway than Lampard's because he won a trophy. If that makes sense, right? I mean, 100%. trophies do matter in this sport. I mean, people don't realize that it's not about the beauty. I don't. We could play the ugliest next three games and only get one goal on both and play the nastiest, dirtiest defense. They won't be atrocious. But as long as we win the Europa League, I don't care how bad we look. You know? Yeah. We can, we can, I, have, I, we can have 1% of the ball possession as long as we win. I don't care as long as we win. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I don't know if that's mathematically possible, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, it's it's not about winning, uh, you know, being pretty and and attractive. You can win ugly, and I'm I'm fine with winning ugly as and as well as you are, um, as long as it's not um, damaging the the club in any way or your or your players in any way. You know, you winning at all costs at this point. And when you get to a semifinal, like if you're a fan of any team that's left. There is no reason you should believe that anyone can beat you, because then what the hell are we doing here? What's the point? You know what I mean? You should yeah. believe at this point. This is and this is the whole thing. Many many United fans getting on me today because um, I, I I brought up this thing and they're saying that they're going to beat. And I'm like, okay, so you want me to just sit up here and say, okay, we're going to lose? You should believe that you can get to the final. If you get to the semifinal, you can get to the final. And for me personally. I think Ajax is the best team in this competition. I still believe they're the best team in this competition. So my, my logic is we beat them, we can beat you. Simple as that. And so when you're in this, when you're down to the four and you and I are both going into these games at underdogs, that doesn't matter. If we believe we can, can win, we should believe it, number one. Number two, we got into the semifinal. 
So we can get to the final. It's going to be tough. But, you know, at this point, you should just you should just put all those eggs in one basket and, and see if you can go out and do it. If you win um, the Europa League this year, which now yeah. I hope you don't, no offense. Because, <laughs> no disrespect, I didn't think we'd get to – I don't think Arsenal would get to this point. So, you know, I mean, I love you, but <laughs> I, I don't want to see what, you what, Hold on. What, what, what if <laughs> – what if I? What if we make the final and you don't? Would you cheer for, for me then? Oh, oh, absolutely. Same, just, likewise, likewise. But I'm just saying at this point, I hope you don't. I hope you don't win it because I, I fully expect my team to win it, like you said. But if Roma does win it, which is very likely, in my opinion, and you get back to Champions League football that way, you just come off a major trophy. You keep talking about Allegri, and it's always obviously me and you just like doing the rumors and speculation. Because this is fun. Yeah. But does that entice him in any way, do you think? <laughs> if we finish seventh and win the Europa League, I, I, I don't, I'm not totally sure what the move is at that point. Um, I think if you're just talking about, from a strategic point of view, sorry makes the most sense for Roma. But if you're just talking about whether he would be interested or would he consider it if we won the Europa League, I think he would. Because he's a he's someone who wants to go to a team that's playing Champions League football. Again, it is a Champions League football team that will finish either sixth or seventh this season, even though we spent like half the season in the top four. Uh, but I think it's enticing enough where he would think about it. Um, but I again, I do think it's uh, it's sorry next season that would be. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Um, but it's it is a big enough jump where Allegri would think about it if he was interested. All right. What do you guys have to do to beat United? Um, it's difficult because when I looked at the Ajax game, there was there was many, many, many pieces of that team that that I'm I was worried about. With the United thing, I'm really kind of looking at this in a way where if we can control the midfield that United has, then I think we'll have a good chance because. United are obviously a good team on the break. We're also a good team on the break. And if we can – and, again, we're not going to stop Rashford. If, he can, if we can force him into an uncomfortable game, and I, that's the key, is using – I would use Abanez. Abanez doesn't take no shit. He just gets into people's – he makes people uncomfortable. Yes, he has bad games um, and things like that, but he makes attackers uncomfortable pretty much every t- everyone he's faced when he's playing well, all that stuff. Uh, but the midfield is the one part of United that worries me um, because of Pogba and Bruno. Specifically, I mean, Bruno is a great player and, and world-class, and I understand this, but Pogba is the one that bothers me because I think when he turns it on, he's almost unplayable, and that's the thing that frightens me. I do think this will be close um, from, from in both legs. I don't think it ends – Three, four, nil after the first game or anything like that. So I think it's a tough, and I, it's an, I think it's United should be the favorites because of talent. But on the other hand, Roma have all. If you're talking about a mental advantage, Roma have a massive mental advantage. Like based on some of the stuff that Roma's that will give Roma extra motivation. Man United doesn't have that extra motivation, so I think that will come into play a little bit is Roma's mental advantage, but obviously United have the better team. So the logical thing is that United should be favored and to win it and probably to win the whole thing. 
But I think both of these things could be very contributing to what actually happens. Um, United is a very good team. Um, and there, there, are, there are certain things that they can do that can hurt us. But equally, we can do some things that would make them uncomfortable as well. So that's why I think it's, it's, it's United is a favor, but it is a coin flip. But I'm really focusing on how we can take advantage of the mental strength that we will have in both games and see how that turns into fruition on the pitch in terms of strategy and things like that. All right. Um, why do you say you have the – first of all, I want you to speak to United fans right now. Uh, why the disrespect – Roma. Uh, why are they disrespecting us? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's just kind of this mentality of, and it's not, there's a good man United fans. Don't get me wrong, but there are some that no, went I, up I, against. They're, they're not good man United fans. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. Doing, I can, I can. But no, seriousness, no. They're, they're one of the most toxic fan bases in the world. So if you, if you just look at the way they approach and look at games, they went into the Granada game thinking they were already in the semifinal. They're going to look at us as they're already in the final. They just have this arrogance that because they're Man United, they're going you know, to walk the floor with us. And, uh, again, if your first reaction is Roma has a good team, if you just look player – yes, you're on paper, Man United's a better team. They have significant – a talent advantages, but as far as teams side by side, they're not that different. I mean, you can say Man United's a better team, whatever, but it's not by a large margin. Um, you, Man United, and this is this is the where this is the moment where I where I figured out that Man United can be beaten because of the second leg against AC Milan. That was the worst possible lineup AC Milan could have put together. Man United should have destroyed them. And they only got one goal. And the one goal came from a defensive mistake and probably getting that goal coming off the bench. And they thought they were just going to run through AC Milan. They were going to run through Granada. And they did, did score against Granada, but Granada was wasteful in both games. They could have had something. And it's just this idea because it's not – the size of the club is different. And because you beat us 12 years ago in that champion – or in those two quarterfinals, handedly means that it's going to be exactly the same thing. Man United's way different. Roma's way different. And the, the, the skill level between the two teams is more or less on, a, on an even playing field. And I, I just think there shouldn't be disrespect for Roma. We've earned our spot here. And regardless if you think Ajax was the best team left, they are within striking distance of talent in comparison to United. So United should not be looking at us as if we're some inferior team. Yes, you know, we, we're, the league form has dipped. But we've only con we conceded one goal in the knockout stage, and that, that, that is, I think that's the most because in the round of 16 quarterfinals uh, and um, round of 32, we only conceded one goal in each game. We, didn't con we never conceded more than once, and we were unbeaten at home. I'm not sure if, if Man United might be unbeaten at home as well, but if you, if you stack these teams up against each other, they're very similar. So this idea that they're way better than us is just ridiculous. Is it offensive to you? I think it is. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not the fact that they believe they can beat us. If you're a Man United fan, you should believe it. Because like I said, if you're in the semifinal, you should believe you can win it. It's this idea that because Man United is, is a big team and Roma, you know, isn't, doesn't have the, the prestige that they think they're already in the final. 
It's not one of those things. Even the suggestion that they're going to beat us by three, four goals. We haven't conceded more than one at any point of this competition. And I, like I said, we beat Ajax. Ajax has a Tadic, who is, who's proven in, in, the, in the Champions League and the Europa League and the Premier League and obviously in the, um, in the Dutch League. They have Anthony. Anthony is, a, is one to look for because Anthony is going to be bought by, with, with a large amount of cash. He's going to end up in the Premier League or Serie A, the Bundesliga, one of these, one of these times. David Nervez, an incredible young talent that, that they have. And then Ryan Vanderbirch, who everybody in Europe wants. So if you look at that, that is a great team. And we just beat them. So the fact that we just beat Ajax over two legs, and here's the one that gets me. Ajax was about to go two up in the first leg against us. We save a penalty. The entire game changes. And then we get – we fought through Ajax. We battled them. And they were – you could argue that they were the better team in at least a good portion of the, of the games that we played against them. But we still found those little moments to beat them. So if we found little moments to beat Ajax and to make them pay, we can find little moments to beat Man United. So this notion that they're already through or this is, this is just a walkover tie, is just, I think it's disrespectful because it's, it's, it's discounting um, the road that Roma went through. Roma took – okay, Braga was, was a bad team in comparison to Roma. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to celebrate that one too much. That should have happened the way it happened. Uh, Shakhtar uh, beat Madrid twice. One of the best counterattacking teams in, in Europe, period. We beat them easily. And then we, like I said, then we beat this loaded Ajax team that, um, that there's no reason why we should have beat them. So the fact that we went through that road and now we're here with a meeting against you, you it should be at least some respect in our way which is why I'm looking at the mental advantage that we have. And I think they're going to look at it. They're going to underestimate us. But you know what? I, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. We're going to be an underdog. So no one's going to think we'll get to the final. And we'll just see what happens. All right. So first of all, how does Arsenal beat Villarreal? Second of all, is Bukayo Saka quickly becoming a top 10 young player in the world? Oof. I w- okay, before I move on, I want to touch on one part of the Man United matchup really quickly. Sure. Just Is that all right? I just, I just want to touch on it quickly, okay? Yeah. Um, so I'll get to that in a second. But I just want to say, this is – so the mental advantages that people know about. Man United uh, – former Man United players Mkhitaryan, former Man United player Chris Smalling, both there, both, um, both going to want some revenge against their old club who kind of casted them out. But this is the key. In 2008 and 2007, 2008, Man United and Roma played in the Champions League. In 2008, I believe, if I have the year right, um, yeah. Man United destroyed Roma. It was a 7-1 game. There was an 11-year-old kid who watched this game at, house, at his house on his couch in Rome. He watched Man United destroy them, destroy his, his at, this, at this point, a fan. Um, you know, a kid who was petrified and ruined by that result – um, he talks about it later, about how it ruined his childhood. That kid grew up. That kid joined the Roma Academy. That kid played for Roma, went away for a little bit, came back to Roma a few years ago when Salah left. He was part of the money in exchange for that. That, that kid, his name is Lorenzo Pellegrini. He is now Roma's captain. Okay? Yeah. This kid became Roma's captain. And for 12 years, he's been wanting this revenge. So if, if you're looking at this from that perspective, 
he's going to be so inspired to, to rip Man United's head off. So that's something you're not thinking. And remember, you know, obviously you want revenge against teams that, that beat you, et cetera, et cetera. This, Pellegrini has been holding on to this for more than a decade. So I think that's one particular part of this matchup that's very enticing because when he watched this game as a kid, he wasn't a Roma player or anything. He was just a fan of the club. And then he became captain of that club. And now he has a chance to take down the Red Devils in a huge European game. So I just wanted to mention that part because I think that that mental thing is a, a very important part of the story of what will happen in the, um, in the uh, semifinal. All right. Anyway, so back to, to answer your question. Um, um, would, okay, I'll, I'll answer the soccer question first. So you're, are you saying that um, – Sorry, can you just repeat the question? Is he a top ten? Is he a top? Well, maybe I'd start. Is he a top fifteen young player in the world? At the top, are we? So we're talking ages twenty one and under. Is that so? That's yeah. It's hard because I can't. You know, I'm trying to think of the other fifteen that would be. but I would say yes. I don't think he's necessarily at the top of that list because um, obviously there's, there are several players that I think are on a, a tier above him. But he has everything. He has the capabilities of becoming that player. And I think at this point, I think he's definitely a top 15 player at, at you know, his age group. Um, again, there's, there's quite a bit of distance between the top four or five guys and the rest of the list. But based on what he has done at Arsenal since being there, he's at least on the list. I think it'd be it'd be hard not to put him there. Um, I'll tell you what, I'd like him a lot better than Mason Greenwood. Oh yeah, um, I think a lot of people I do like, now. I liked Mason Greenwood last year, um, but I'm not a I. I wouldn't say I'm totally off the bandwagon, but I don't like. I, He's but until recently he had two goals all season for someone who's supposed supposedly going to be this great big threat. And in the Roma game, I'm not even I'm not Greenwood doesn't even cross my mind. Greenwood has had great numbers last year. This year he's not only has he doesn't doesn't have the numbers. When I've seen him, he hasn't looked great. He's definitely better than than him for sure. Um, in in England, he may be. Okay, so Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably better. Phil Phil Holden is probably better, but he's probably ne- like outside of those two is probably the best young talent in England, um, I, unless I'm know, missing someone. Go ahead. So we speak of England. Um, I'm gonna say this right now: Southgate does not take a relation him to the Euros. He's a fool, and you can tell he's trying to lose because, you know. But I digress. Go ahead. Yeah. Am I missing anybody outside of those two? That that's, uh, would be a level above where Saka is right now? Not really. Okay. Just making sure. I just want to make sure I covered all my bases. Um, obviously, this is a kid at Liverpool, but I don't think he's, he's – he's decent, but he's not like – he doesn't have that special quality. Um, so, in England, he's easily a top three young talent. And um, I think he's only going to get better with time. And, uh, you know, if, if, if Arsenal progressively get better – he could be a major factor in uh, an Europa League trophy or FA Cup in the future. Or, you know, I'm not going to go league yet because I think there's a lot of work to be done before Arsenal are even in contention for one of those things. Um, but if he stays and commits and he's 
he's in love with the project, then you have something incredibly special with Osaka. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the young towns that England have other than Folden and, and Trent, but Saka's someone I've, I've seen a fair amount of times. And I've, I've, every time I see him, he look, he's looked really good, really explosive, and, and has a certain type of quality to that, that would suggest that he could become a, a – I don't know, world-class player because I don't really like calling someone world-class unless it's, it's like abundantly obvious but certainly has the capabilities of reaching a level in this, in the bracket of world-class um, considering he's, he's still very young and, you know, he's going to get even better. All right. Very good. Um, so can we beat Villa Real? I, I, I was thinking about this and I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to find a loophole where you could take advantage of, um, and I think this is going to be a fun tie anyway because of the Emery Derby or whatever you want to call it. Um, a former Arsenal coach going up against Arsenal. I've won. Do I say that again? Did you just imagine if there were fans there, by the way? Oh, my God. It'd be great. Um, no, but I've wanted this matchup from every, you know, ever since the first draw that was taken because I wanted to see this. Um just because Arsenal fans hate him because of the Olympiacos thing. Um, and then on the other hand, Emery's done a really good job. You can, you know, as much as Arsenal fans hate him or whatever, he's done a tremendous job as Oriel. His team is so well organized. They have good players inside of it. They don't make mistakes. And that's the part that concerns me from Arsenal's point of view. You're not going to get goals off of them unless you create them. And you, unless you have something, uh, a special attack or, or, there's not going to be moments where Villarreal make a dumb play and Arsenal can pounce on it. With other teams in this competition that you've played already, you, th- those teams are capable of making those errors where Arsenal can sw- scoop up and, and, and cash in on goals. Villarreal is not going to make mistakes. So if Arsenal are going to beat them or get enough goals to get through, they're going to have to be as good or better than Villarreal in 120 minutes. And I'm not sure they can do it. I hope they do because I'd love to see um, that that happen. Um, obviously, if if we don't win it or we don't get to the final, I would love to see Arsenal beat Man United in the final because I think that the whole thing would be hilarious, um, considering where both teams are in the table. Um, but it's it's going to be. I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's going to be it is going to be extremely difficult because of how well organized they are. And and Marrero, I think, is the second top scorer in the Europa League this season. And I think he's just capable of finding it back in that regularly. They're doing well in La Liga. They don't make they don't make costly errors. They defend well. There's a lot of good players on those on that Villarreal team. And you know, it's it's just going to be difficult. I'm not saying it can't happen because you certainly have an opportunity to do that if you repeat the the performance of today. Um, but it, it is it is is going to be very challenging regardless. All right. Um. So now it's on to the Champions League. Um, Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> it's like laughable at this point. The man needs to get to semifinals and finals and win trophies and do it again. And we still keep calling him an, an overrated manager. I think there comes a point where we, have, where we just have to t- take a step back and be like, maybe this guy is actually legit. I, eventually, I guess, but 
I still don't put him in the first tier. Um, Not even if he wins the just, Champions League this year. Oh, this yeah, he wins the Champions. Yes, God, of course, because you're gonna it, it, if he wins this Champions League. Yes, it's, it's, but I'm not giving him like I give him praise for the semifinal and and other things, but like I don't think he doesn't go to the first tier until he wins the champion this Champions League. And you have to understand something: he's probably playing PSG in the, if they get to the final. Um, I think PSG will handle City convincingly. That's just, oh, my, that's just my point of view on that. Okay, okay. Well, that we'll have to go to that because that. I know you just made every single England fan that listens to this just cringe. You didn't realize that, right? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't display the margin, but I just don't. The problem is, I just don't think this is like it's you know, uh, it's City and, and PSG, PSG. They're they're the two best teams in this competition. They're going to go head to head. It's going to be a tactical battle. Um, look, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, like like. Yes, P- City's a great team. They got through Dortmund. That was that was fortunate, very fortunate. But at the same time, they deserve that. And Phil Folden is, uh, showed his his colors in the, both of those those cup ties. I, I think they're a great team. There's so many points clear in the in the in the, in the league. Um, they have a great manager, Pep Guardiola, probably the best in the world. Um, but at the same time, think about this. Imagine having Mbappe and him being your second best player. That's what that, that's the thing that str- I struggle with is he's your second best player and it's not even close. Like the, the, the best player on PSG is Neymar and the distance between Neymar and Mbappe, both are amazing players, but Neymar mm-hmm. is significantly better. And the fact that he can do so many things, you know, and he doesn't have to get on the score sheet and they have Marco Verratti in the midfield. Um, KDB is amazing as well, but it's 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 a toss up in that matchup, and I just think PSG has a more um, uh, they have a, a more close net team where they're capable of doing things. Again, Pep Guardiola may have some stuff up his sleeve, but again and again, I will apologize to every City fan of the world if they make the final and they do this. But I just think PSG are significantly better, and the 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 way that P- that City kind of. Get, get themselves on the front foot in this is because they have Pep Guardiola as manager. But even though they got to a, a you know a semifinal mm-hmm. with, with this team that had come up short, um, they played a Dortmund team that's not even in the top uh, five in the Bundesliga that got beat by two relegations. Yeah, got beaten by two relegation sides, or or they dropped points to two relegation sides. Um, mm-hmm. They got they got beaten by every big team they basically played. This season, and as good as they are in the Champions League, and they've been good in the Champions League, I, I just don't know if it's that test that can really propel them to the level where they need to be. If they went through like Bayern, for example, or something, then I think it's more convincing. But from my perspective, I think you need to see more mm-hmm. from City in another big Champions League match before they're ready to take off PSG. And I think, I think Man City are easily the second best team in this competition but they still have that stigma of not being able to, to close the deal when it comes to Champions League football. And I, I'm, I'm just never going to bet against a team with Neymar. Uh, well, obviously, there are other great players, and they have Mbappe too. And um, I, I just think it's too much to overcome. They have a tactical advantage when it comes to uh, 
um, Pep Guardiola because I think he is, he is the best manager of the world. They do have uh, KDB. They do have Phil Fulton. They have a lot of good weapons in the midfield, good goalkeeper. Ruben Diaz is amazing as a, as a center back uh, or as a def- defensive player, and, and they have a lot of great players. Um, but their attacking options don't even come close in comparison because you realize I've just mentioned Neymar and Mbappe. And under the radar type of player this season, Moise Keane has been playing his you-know-what off this season. And they have other attacking options as well. So I think the attacking options are too severe. If PSG makes defensive mistakes, that's where Man City pounds. But if PSG are mistake-free defensively, um, I think that the PSG will win this. And I'm not saying they're going to win it 10-1, but I could see them winning it like 5-3. Wow! <laughs> All right, so let's have this discussion, the counterpoint. So PSG have an even bigger history of choking in the Champions League with the amount of money. They yes, but remember, yes, but remember that ended when they went to the final. I disagree. No, it, no, it, it no. Doesn't, no. No, I, I'm going to argue here. You, 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 choking doesn't I, end, I, choking doesn't end until you win, win it all. Because trust me, as a St. Louis Blues fan, like when we went, and you know our history, we didn't win the cup for 54 years. If we would have went to game seven against Boston and lost it, we'd still be the biggest chokers of all time. You have to win. You know what I mean? What if what if you win, what if you lose on like a uh, just throw a basketball analogy on a game winning buzzer beater with no time left? Would would that erase choking? No. If you got to like a game seven and you got beaten by buzzer beater? No, I don't think so. Yes. All right, fair enough. <laughs> but to be fair, I will my give po- you this. My point. I will Go give ahead. you this. I do think PSG are the favorite, and my God, would it make me so happy to see? Mauricio Pochettino lift that trophy above his head in anything other than his first color. Yeah. I mean, at the, the, the salt yeah. levels. If we win the Europa League and Poch wins the Champions League, that'd be the perfect, like, the most, like, perfect thing ever. Could you imagine? Yeah. No, my only thing with that would be that would be insane. I would, I'd love to see it, though, just because of the, the Spurs uh, fans and, and all that stuff. And, and they went to the final and lost in the boringest final ever. And then Arsenal won the Europa League and, and um, PSG won the Champions League. Um, but I, I just think, yeah, yes, PSG have, are, have a history of choking. But a lot of, you know, but if Neymar's fit, they don't, some of that chokes, some of those choking situations don't happen. Because you have to, you have to remember that um, in the Man United uh, choke job, Neymar didn't play either leg. In the Real Madrid choke job, uh, Neymar didn't play either leg. So you have to look at situations. When, when Neymar and Mbappe have played together in the Champions League knockouts, they've made the final. And maybe there was another time where they choked I'm not thinking of, but those are the, the, the two standouts. Um, Barcelona. So I don't know. It's, it's just hard because – yeah, but, but – uh, no, no, but Neymar, Neymar was on, on Barca at the time. But that was so that what I'm saying is with this current team, they haven't they haven't choked other than the final and the Man United game and the PSG game or Real Madrid game. But that's yes, those 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 are choking situations. But Mbappe in those situations was one of the main providers in that. And all of a sudden this kid has learned how to score the knockout rounds. So I think, yes, they're both choking teams. 
But I think PSG just – I just have a hard time betting against Neymar. If Mbappe wasn't on PSG, I'd still pick PSG closer because I think when Neymar's on his game, it's like he, there's nothing can be done. He had zero goals and zero assists in the second leg against Bayern Munich, and it was better than his first leg performance. And he won't be on the match. So, but I, yeah, exactly. And, yes, Man City theoretically – can win this, and if, if you win, if you beat PSG, you're winning the whole thing. It's just, that's just how it goes. Um, but if you look at this in a, in, a, in a totally different way, I looked at the Real or the the Barcelona, oh, sorry, Bayern Munich versus PSG as the Champions League final first leg and second leg, because I felt whoever was going to come out of that was going to win the trophy, because I, I just think there's there's um, there's a bit of an advantage or a bit of a, a gap between where PSG Bayern are and where the rest of the it may, maybe Man City is better than I thought, but at the same time, they are also have had some low moments in in European football, and I don't know. It's just it's just interesting. I, I think I I don't know. I, I could go on, but I, I think PSG just should be the favorites, and I think they should win this uh, entire thing. Man, Man City have a shot. I'm not saying that they don't have a chance, but I would I would bet on on PSG because of the sizable advantages that, that they have in some areas, not others, but some areas they have a significant, uh, uh, you know, advantage. All right. So you say every team has help. You also believe tell Chelsea fans why they should have help. Wait, say, say so you're again? saying every team you should believe you should win and you should have help. But any, any of these final four teams in either competition, I want you to tell Chelsea fans right yeah. now. Cause I know a lot of Chelsea fans and I like them all why they have hope. Because you're playing a Real Madrid team that lost to Shakhtar twice. Um, you're playing a Real Madrid team that is doing very well in La Liga right now, but their best players are all over the age of 32. They don't have a certain, uh, like a, a big time weapon that they can use to their advantage. And again, you have to think about this Real Madrid's best players are Luka Modric, Tony Cruz, Karim Benzema, and Sergio Ramos. They don't have any um, – because with a lot of teams, obviously, in, in, these, in these competitions, you want to have some secret weapon or a, a, a young star or someone who's on the rise who can do it. And Vinicius Jr. had that moment against Liverpool, but I just don't trust him to, to be able to deliver on a regular basis. And with Chelsea, you have a Thomas Tuchel um, team that has been almost flawless throughout – um, his time there. Um, and yes, there are certain, you know, limitations with their team, but Real Madrid is beatable. And again, a lot of their best players are older, not to say that you can't thrive in the, in the old days, but it's not like a Real Madrid team of the past. They don't have the same prestige. They don't have the same mentality. They don't have the same, they, they don't have the same feeling about them. Which means they are beatable. They've lost. The, they lost to a team in, in La Liga twice that is going to get relegated. Um, so, and they're and again they're dealing with a lot of different injuries. Um, the one thing that I would see from Real Madrid that you'd have a problem with is Valverde, their midfielder. If he can play full, full uh, if he's healthy, he can play all the way through. Then that then they have that that extra uh, type of weapon. But without him. It's healthy. Uh, they don't have that, which means Chelsea can take advantage of them. 
And obviously Mason Montz has been playing well this year. Javino is a good player. Conte can still can still put in a shift. And when he's when he's on form, Christian Pulisic can be something. I'm not a huge fan of him, as many people know, but they have enough explosive players in their team to to deal with a Real Madrid uh, team. But again, you know, it, it still will be tough. But and I think Real Madrid will win that. But I think it's 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 it could be a coin flip. All right, very good. Um, and of course, they have the great, greatest player in history of football, Chelsea. Do the great yeah. Christian Pulisic. Um, we're God. obviously obligated to talk about him. Um, could he have yeah. impact this game in any way? Uh, I, I, yeah, maybe. You hope um, not. He played a great game. I mean, kind of, because I know what's going to happen. The internet will melt. If if Christian Pulisic com- completes one pass, it doesn't get picked off. They're going to say, oh, this is the greatest. Look, with all due respect to, to Christian Pulisic, and the reason I don't like him is not his fault. The reason I don't like him is because of Taylor Twellman, Alexi Lalas, and every American pundit who has crowned this kid the chosen one of American soccer. Western McKinney is, is easily the best player. Doesn't get a shred of respect from anybody. Tyler Adams scored a Champions League quarterfinal winning goal. No respect from anybody. Gio Reyna, who's having a better season than Christian Pulisic, Nobody gives him anything. It's only the chosen boy, boy wonder or whatever. And I think it's again, it's not his fault that I don't like him. It's it's just how the, the everyone's gonna overreact to everything. And Christian Pulisic is is a really good player, but he's not at the level of some of the other players on the national team. And he's explosive, and he can do some crazy good things, and he can be that player for for a lot of different teams and. But I just, I just don't see special. I don't, I don't see generational. And when the U.S. media sees him, they see Leo Messi. He'll never be a world-class player, but he can provide something in this game that that can stick out and make him into, uh, uh, you know, just make him more impactful in this team. And he hasn't been that impactful this season under either t- under under Lampard or Tuchel. But if he can find a moment or two. He's certainly a, a weapon you'd like to have, especially in a game like this. All right. Well, that was an excellent show. Um, so, ultimately, give me your opinion. Who wins the Champions League in the Europa League before we head out? Um, PSG wins. I'm going to say they they uh, beat Man City. Um, Real Madrid will beat Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea. Um, and, and the final, uh, PSG will win Neymar Hattrick. Um, obviously, um, for the Europa League, I'm just not betting against my own team. I'm not even entertaining the possibility that we could lose at this point because I need to stay in a positive attitude through the two legs. So I, I'll take Roma over, um, um, obviously, um, uh, Man United. I want Arsenal to win um, because I think that would be fun for the two of us to have uh, a, a a European Cup at stake with both of our teams. Um, but I just don't – I think Villarreal too organized. They're not going to make mistakes. So I'll take Villarreal and I'll take I'll take Roma to win it because I'm not going to pick a team. All right, very good. I got PSG and Arsenal. Um, so that's our show. Um, that was great. Um, 
We'll be live on Thursday, right, for the NFL draft? Round one? Yeah. Uh, what, what time Seven, is the draft at? Okay, that's perfect. I get home yeah, right, right around so then. So we'll be streaming the NFL draft live and talking about it on Instagram. So join us for that. Um, thanks, everybody. Have a good weekend. All right. Enjoy the football.